0: This podcast is brought to you by JewishPodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at JewishPodcast.org. We're going to be learning a beautiful piece by uh, Rav Vesfona Mareva Zatzal in the Sita Shalom on page Rish Ches in Parshas Nitzavim. This week's a double Parsha, Nitzavim and Vay- Vaelach. And uh, the Slonim Rebbe asks two really really important questions. We're going to see if we have time for both, but at the very least, we're going to try to start with the first one, and that is on page Reish, uh, not Reish Ches, Hey, second paragraph. He asks the following question. the Rebbe says it requires some uh, some, exploration, some explanation, some explanation. She'sham rabos so the Slaman Rebbe asks the following question. You'll take notice that in Parshas Nitzavim, the Torah mentions three times on three different occasions in the 40 psukim of Parshas Nitzavim to love Hashem. The Pesach says, uh, And subsequently says, You shall circumcise, Hashem will circumcise your heart. So that you will love Hashem, it says. You will see today that I've placed before you to love Hashem, and it says again. You are to love Hashem and you are to cling to Him. No less than three times in such a short parsha, the Torah commands us to love the Rebbe. The Slavon Rebbe asks why all of a sudden does the Torah way into. This Khamish Torah in the fifth book in the Mishnah Torah that we called Sefer Devarim, does the Torah mention the obligation to love Hashem? We know not only is it mentioned here, but it's mentioned earlier in Sefer Devarim as well. Shema and it also says, So the slam rebbe wants to know that if you take a look in Sefer Brishis and if you take a look in Sefer Shmos and you take a look in Sefer VaYikra and you take a look in Sefer Bamidbar, nowhere in any of those svarim does the Torah mention the imperative. Doesn't the Torah instruct us to love Hashem? It's such a basic, fundamental value, right? The Kuzari points out that there are three pillars that we're supposed to relate, connect to Hashem through Yira, through Ava, through Simcha, you would think that Ava, loving Hashem, would be something that would be mentioned throughout, that would permeate all of our Torah. And yet, asks the Slonim Rebbe, the first time we see this obligation, the first time in which the Torah tells us, conveys, communicates to us, that we are to love Hashem, is all the way in the Mishnah Torah, is all the way in Sefer Devarim. And so the Sklonim Rebbe wants to know why the delay, why the wait, why the hesitancy to mention this requirement, this responsibility towards the very end of the Chamisha Chom And as he says, after all, Varezu Tachlis v'iker Kla Tor Isn't the whole Ikr, isn't the whole goal, the objective, the purpose of our Avodah Sashem to love Hashem? Yes, Yura Sashem is the first leg, as we've seen in previous uh, Parshios, Yes, we have to have Yiras Hashem, but that's the first rung of the ladder. The ultimate goal is to love Hashem, to do Av, to, to serve Hakonesh Barucho me Ava. Tshuva me is on a much higher level than Tshuva <Hebrew>. Me'ira. Repentance on from love is on a much greater level than the repentance one does through awe, through reverence. <speaking in Hebrew> Why? Does the Torah wait so long and not mention in all of its other form of the hamisha HaChum Torah? Why does it delay until Sefer Dvar? And he says this file, something that I think is so critical, is so fundamental, is something that unfortunately many overlook and they see the Torah, and they see our Shmiras HaMitzvos and our avodas HaShem through what I believe to be uh, an imperfect or a skewed lens. And the Slon Mareba is taking the windshield wipers and cleaning our lens for us, allowing us to have a much bigger, much clearer picture of what exact, exactly we are supposed to be doing when we are supposed to fulfill the Word of God. And he says as follows, <laughs> The explanation is, <laughs> so He says, in order to explain or to resolve this inquiry, we have to mention a question that many of the them have, how can the Torah even command us to love Hashem what happens if a person doesn't simply doesn't have the capacity to have feelings of affection towards God right people ask the same question when it comes to one of the of don't be jealous don't be envious how am I supposed to control my feelings how am I expected to control my emotions this Torah is telling me love, how can I impose on myself that? How can I force myself to feel in a certain way? How can the Torah expect me to feel in such a way? Oh, sorry. Ich How can the Torah expect me to change my natural inclination? How can I demonstrate when I don't have the capacity, the ability to do so? Says the Slonim the Svar Makdoshim write that the Torah, the mitzvos themselves, are the conduit, are the path, is the journey that the Torah sets out for us to be able to ultimately ascend to the level of Avas Hashem. Ki be'emes right we are you know materialistic individuals We've been built, we've been created, we've been born into a materialistic world. How can we possibly uh, ascertain? How can we possibly uh, wrap our heads around? How could we possibly be able to fulfill that which the Torah expects us to do of loving something that is completely spiritual, of being Dovik, of clinging to something that is something that is not materialistic? Here we are, we have all these limitations. We're finite, we're materialistic, and we're being expected to love that which is completely infinite, that which is completely spiritual, that which has no uh, limitations—how is that possible? Hashem gave us the mitzvos. Says the Svar Makadoshim that the Slonim Rebbe Zuchusi Yagin Alina quotes the mitzvos which are ruchni are the bridge that takes us who are materialistic into a world in which we're capable of clinging to and loving something that is spiritual. When we are the mitzvos, when we fulfill the 613 commandments instructions, when we follow the manual that God gave to us on Har Sinai, we take those mitzvos, we fulfill those mitzvos, and those mitzvos now serve as a conduit to be able to connect to something that otherwise we would not have the ability to connect to. When a Jew fulfills the 613 Biblical mitzvos and the thousands of rabbinic mitzvot, it facilitates those mitzvot, the fulfillment of the mitzvos facilitate an environment which we are able to then go ahead and love Hashem. By going ahead and fulfilling this, these mitzvahs, it ha- it awakens us. We don't even realize it. It activates within our subconscious those feelings of affection that we have laying deep, deep beneath the surface that we are now able to feel towards Hashem. Says the Sennan Rebbe, now that we understand how the Torah can command us to love, Now we can understand why the Torah delayed until the fifth of the five books of the Torah. Says the Slonim Rebbe, now we can understand why the Torah waited until the fifth book Dvarim, the Mishnah Torah, to first instruct us to love Hashem. Why didn't he mention it earlier? Why not mention that at the beginning? Why not let us know what the ideal type of Avodah Hashem is? Why not uh, inform us of the parameters, of the context in which serving God would be in the best way possible? Why wait until the Mishnah Torah? Listen to what he says. Ki <laughs> kol she atachles nemra Says the Slonim taking the yisod, this fundamental principle of the svar as to how the Torah could justify instructing us when it comes to an emotion, is that is the very answer as to understanding why there was a delay. The mitzvos, the keel, the shmiras ha-mitzvos, the observance of mitzvos is are the conduit for us to be able to love Hashem. So if we do the mitzvos. Ultimately, it will awaken within us. It will activate within us that love that we've always had, but never knew existed until we did the mitzvos. Says L'slanam Rebbe, I can't says Hashem command the Jewish people to love me until they've done the mitzvos, and I can't expect them to do the mitzvos until they've been commanded to do the mitzvos. So says L'slanam Rebbe, the Torah spent the entire four books. Bracious Shemos, VaYikra, and Devarim instructing us about all the mitzvots. Now comes Sefer Devarim. Now that we're informed about all the mitzvots, about all the ways that we can connect to the Rebona Shalom, now that we've been told, we've been taught how we can go ahead and connect to Hashem, uh, now we can be commanded to love Hashem. Without the mitzvos, there's no way to love HaKadosh Baruch. Hu. Without the mitzvos, without with those prescribed ingredients that Hashem lays out for us to be able to follow, we cannot manufacture the we cannot manufacture the the uh, connection to Hashem, we cannot manufacture that love without being able to go ahead and have the mitzvos to follow. I was uh, recently schmoozing with uh, with a newlywed couple, they were at my Shabbos table. A relative of ours who was staying at our house for Shabbos. And uh, they had just recently gotten married. And uh, we were talking about different things. And they had mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, what makes them happy? How do you communicate love? How are you able, through different actions, through different mediums, how do you communicate love? And we know that there's a book that came out that there are five types of ways that a husband can communicate love to his wife. And a wife can communicate love to her husband. So one of them is the words of affirmation. I love you, dear. You're the greatest. Quality time that you spend, gifts that you give, um, physical touch in the right times are all ways in which, without even necessarily using vocabulary per se, different mannerisms that you can convey love to your to your spouse. However, this newlywed couple and my wife, at the Shabbos table, we were talking about these five ways of communicating love said that none of those are the ones that are at the top of their list. it's the fifth one that they feel speaks louder than any verbal communication and that's what they call acts of service when you do something for your spouse without necessarily being asked when you go ahead and you take out the garbage or you make a nice dinner and you surprise them when you do something instead of just telling them how much you love them but you do it through your actions So many, including this newlywed couple, feel that is the strongest form of communication of how you feel about the other person. I thought that was fascinating in terms of hearing it from a newlywed couple and from a person who's been married for more than 20 years that at the end of the day the quality time is important and of course at times we value the physical touch and words of affirmation and the verbal communication and the gifts you may every so often be able to surprise your spouse with, but none of that holds a candle to the day in, day out type of actions that you do and when you demonstrate for your spouse. The reason why I found that so fascinating is because that's exactly what the slonim Rebbe is saying. The Slonim Rebbe is telling us that it's very nice to be a good person, and that's important. And it's very nice to feel the connection through the various ways that you want to connect to the Rebonish Shilolam. But at the end of the day, says the Slonim Rebbe, the Slonim Rebbe says that the way in which you're going to connect to the rebonish Shilolam is through Kiel Mitzvos. You want to love Hashem? You can tell Him you love Him all you want. And you can sometimes have the Hisbod and have that quality time. And you can even at times, please God, when we have a base HaMikdash, you're going to bring karbonos and you're going to give those gifts. But if you want to know the greatest way, the most powerful way to demonstrate your commitment, your devotion, and ultimately your love of Hashem, it's through doing the mitzvos. That's the only way, says the Slanom Rebbe, that you can actually show the Ribbon Shalom how much you love him. There's so many people in the world Who, for whatever reason, this mitzvah doesn't resonate with them, or that mitzvah doesn't, they don't feel connected to, and so therefore, they are comfortable saying, you know, I have my own way of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I have my own bridge. I've manufactured my own conduit to connect to the Ribbon and Shalom. Says the Slonim Rebbe, I'm really sorry, but at the end of the day, if you want to know how you're going to love Hashem, the way you're going to love Hashem is through doing the Tariyag Mitzvos. That's the only way you could ultimately love Hashem. In the similar fashion that this newlywed couple had mentioned, that acts of service are the most powerful way to be able to communicate how much you love and care about another individual. So it's important as we are just uh, a few days, about 10, 12 days away from uh, from the Yom HaDin, Rosh Hashanah is rapidly approaching and each one of us is reflecting on uh, our Shmiras HaMitzvos, our observance of mitzvos, the area we've accomplished great things in this past year, the areas we need to start thinking more clearly about to strengthen uh, this upcoming year. We have to ask ourselves... How are we concentrating on our Shmiras HaMitzvos? We can be doing a lot of other things that are peripheral, but at the end of the day, it's all about what you do. As many like to say, actions speak louder than words. Those actions that we do for our spouses, for our children, and certainly the actions that we do when it comes to the avodas HaShem speak much louder than all the lip service at times we give HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our davening and in other formats. And so we have to take this lesson, this powerful lesson, understanding that the reason why the Torah delayed mentioning Ahavas Hashem all the way until Dvarim is because you had to do all the mitzvahs first. The mitzvahs are the conduit. The mitzvahs are the means. That's how we can understand how HaKadosh Baruch Hu can command us to do an emotion. Because if we follow his formula, if we follow his manual, if we perform the mitzvahs in the right way, it's very reasonable for the Torah to expect us to love Hashem because it's going to come naturally. That's why the Torah waited until now. Because at the end of the day, while everything else is important, the same way that the acts of service are the way in which we communicate to those who we love in the most powerful way possible that we love them, doing the mitzvahs is going to serve in the best way possible to, by the way, generate that love and to communicate that love to our Kodesh Baruch. And if we take this important yesod, we take this important lesson to heart, please God, over the next 10, 12 days, we'll have been able to do, a, have had a sexual, successful, successful cheshman on nefesh, we'll be able to go into Rosh Hashanah feeling confident even in those things that we are weaker in, that we are going to strengthen those areas, having had an honest look at what we can do and what we need to do. And Amir Tz Hashem Baruch will reciprocate by giving us a, a good, a sealed uh, message in the Book of Life for a healthy year, a gezunt year, a tzlach uh, year, a nachas a simcha year, and only good things for all of us. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.